New sponsor alert. Support for today's episode comes from True Classic. This brand new sponsor is the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt or a little bit of dad bod is incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or look way too big and boxy. You're not in high school anymore and it's time to upgrade. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit for an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they can offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off using code DOINK at trueclassic.com. Not only are you finally getting a t-shirt designed for your male body, but the first thing you'll notice is how big and soft it is. Get ready to make a thrift shop run because you won't be able to go back to cheap materials once you try these. It's about time you learn how to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with code DOINK. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. Is crotch discomfort hurting your game? Fear no more. The kings of crotch discomfort at Manscaped have spent two years designing the most affordable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable, and flexible. The brand new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped take your balls to the royal ball throne. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming so you can wear the boxers for the chilling. They even trademarked the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping using code DOINK at manscaped.com. Let's say you're on a date and your partner catches the Manscaped on your waistband of your underwear. That was guaranteed to raise some eyebrows and act like a billboard on the highway to Pleasure Town. This is thanks to their Lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for the below the waist grooming. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight. You need more to have a precise shape. Get 20% off and free shipping using Doink at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping using code Doink at Manscaped.com. Com. Our last sponsor of the day is BetterHelp. Hey everyone, you know Brendan and Eric take football very seriously, but there's something we should be taking even more seriously, and that is your mental health. Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that could be not be further from the truth. With BetterHelp, you have access to over 20,000 licensed therapists. It's not crisis line, it's not self-help, it's professional therapy done securely online. One of the biggest advantages of BetterHelp is how quickly you can start talking to a licensed professional. If you have looked for a therapist in the area, you can you know it's, it can even take weeks or even months just to find someone that you're comfortable talking to. With BetterHelp, it can take as little as 48 hours and it is easy to change therapists if needed. You deserve to prioritize your mental health this year, so get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash double doing podcast. And we want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And welcome back to another episode of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. If you have already, please hit that subscribe button. It will be greatly appreciated. You can also rate the podcast and review the podcast or every listen to your podcast. It would also be greatly appreciated. Keep hitting those um, subscribes on YouTube. It's awesome to see those numbers climbing. So please, please, please do it. And I'm happy to join to be joined by my friend, Thomas Pearson. Thomas, we got a lot of talk about, and I have a hard out in about 20, 25 minutes. So yeah. Can we start with the elephant in the room that you got the job at the score? Yes, start yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. I really, uh, really appreciate that. I was actually going to announce it on my podcast. I haven't really told the podcast listeners. I'm sure everyone knows, but no, I just broke it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're gonna... <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you so much, man. It's been, uh, it's been an awesome first week. I started last week. I got my first article 
out. Um, Preston Williams getting released by the Dolphins was my first one. It's mm-hmm. just breaking news, right? So you're not going to get a lot of opinions from me at the score. My opinions will be on Twitter. So I'm just the breaking news guy. Basically. We'll keep all the hard opinions and, and takes here. Yes, and then you can exactly. go be a professional somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what my job is. But uh, thank you, men. Really appreciate it. Lots of hard work on your end uh, and my end here to kind of to get, get yeah, you work your butt off, man. Yeah, so really well deserved. But again, I got a hard out in 20 minutes, so let's get to All right, it. Sorry, yeah, no, Thomas, no room no, for no, 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 don't apologize, man. I love getting compliments, man. Who doesn't? But um, can't get sentimental. We have all these things to talk about. Yeah, Thomas Eagles made two trades in the last twenty about twenty four hours. Big ones, two big ones. Yes, let's start with the one that just happened. The Philadelphia Mm -hmm. Eagles were traded a former first round pick, Jalen Rager, to the Minnesota Vikings for conditional 2024, 2024 fourth round pick, and then a twenty twenty three seventh round pick. Thomas, instant reaction to this. Why don't you tell the listeners what you told me before we started this? (laughs) So I was um I was driving here. I was driving uh, on my way home. Um, and a friend of mine sent me a text. So I, while I was driving, I had the phone in like a cup holder um, and saw the text. It's just that Rager's gone. I was like, what? Because <laughs> I was waiting for it all day yesterday. Cause I thought it made so much sense with the fact that they're saving money and all this. We're getting into all that. So it, I was just waiting for it all day to uh, yesterday. And so when it when the when news came out, I had to, to, to swing in. <laughs> I had to park the car to, to, to look at my phone and see what actually happened. And I'm I'm so glad that got done. That that had to happen. Um, it was the last. Um, I think the last missing piece of the turnaround of the roster that has been this off season, which has been absolutely amazing and bonkers. And the fact that they're getting a conditional fourth that can turn into a fifth, probably going to turn into a fifth, just based on some statistical measures, and a seventh round pick, basically the value that they traded away to get uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. It's just it's it's an absurd move. It's it's so it's so wild that JJ was flipped into actual trade value and Rager, considering how ineffective he's been and how disappointing he's been, looked on the field, that that Howie was actually able to to flip these guys for something because we know that he fucked up with those picks and we've been we've been hammering that home for so long, but now he actually turned it around and turned it into a positive that will contribute this season. That's wild. I could picture like the car behind you, like going up to your window. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> the hell, man! You just got traded. Yeah, he's, oh, he's like, oh yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I see. I see. Even in Denmark, that's like, oh yeah. okay. You know, do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the way in Denmark, you're screwing to the cyber geo record chain. That is hilarious. But um, <laughs> no, you nailed it. it. You, I like how you said that this is kind of the missing piece, and it makes, and I, I love that. Uh, that analogy for this trade because you're 100 right. Jalen Record didn't have a role on this roster. There was, I've been kind of preaching this. There was no point of bringing him back as a fifth wide receiver. A fifth wide receiver on a roster has to be able to contribute in special teams or or some point, somehow on the offense. Eagles offense is going to be a strict three to four wide receiver offense. The fifth wide receiver is not going to get very much playing time. And Jalen Rager has proven that he can't contribute on special teams. We saw the drop punt in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playoff game. We saw a bunch of mishaps on special teams. He's just not. He had two against the Bucs. Yeah. So he's just not fit to be on the Eagles roster. Can Jalen Rager be on an NFL roster somewhere? 100%. But on this, I, I think he's good enough to crack a 53 we'll see. somewhere. We'll uh, yeah, see. somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, not sure. here. Not in Philadelphia. I I, uh, I love this move. I'm uh, I'm surprised. They, I thought it would be like a, a six-round pick they might have got from, or a seventh. I didn't even think they're – like I won't – I kept going back and forth on it. Like maybe they're not going to get an asset, but then the the wheels started turning yesterday and it kind of sounded like they would. And I thought maybe like a conditional six to a seventh, 
but to get a conditional fourth is um is pretty cool, and it's yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's, it's, it's, that's it's a good trade by Howie. Yeah, and it and it ends. I think this is a big one. It ends the Jalen Rager saga in Philly because it's been. It, let's let's not call. Let's be blunt here. It was a flat out disaster taking him over Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and I think we can finally we can we can finally part that now. We all know how bad it was with Jaw and and with uh, and with Rager. We've been we've been hammering it for so long because the occasion to bring it up has been there for for so many times. And I I understand it fully. I I also caught myself in these situations. Like, can we not talk about it anymore? But then something comes up where it's like it's natural to to bring that up in the line of thought of disaster picks or. You know, whenever Justin Jefferson selects all pro, it's like, ah, you get all these situations where it's just natural to bring up. But now it's, I feel like now we can finally, we can leave it behind. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Zach Pascal, um, and um, my guy, number 16, geez, Quest Watkins. We have, we have a, a, a super good receiver group now that is deeper than hell, yeah. Macklin, uh, Deshaun. Uh, that uh, Avant, those, those guys. Um, so, so I think we can finally put it to bed now. We're in a good spot. Uh, that whole that whole era of Rager and Jay John is gone. Yeah, and in the Justin Jefferson thing, like he, he it was clearly a miss. Like he, it was, it was. Everyone knows it, and everyone knew it, and just flat out happy that Howie was able to kind of rip the bandaid off. Got rid of JJ, I think once I got rid of Jalen Ranker. It's a new era. And I, I had this in a tweet. I said, thank God they got AJ Brown Devonta Smith. Cause like, you don't have to think of people miss on draft picks. Of course it was a disaster taking him, but to get AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Uh, just Howie, just uh, now that we're talking now all these guys that are, they're going through the waivers and you're, you're, you're bringing up some memories of, of, of bad draft picks. I mean, ta- remember Taco Charlton for the Cowboys? He got waves yesterday, did he not? Yeah, he, he did. He did. I, I just saw that one. It's like, huh, that was really a bad one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone missed on draft picks. It happens. But again, yeah. this was a colossal miss because they were looking for a wide receiver. And of course, the next. Yeah. Game. And Justin Jefferson so like, was right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But again, like he he fixed it. And it's interesting, too. I was thinking a lot, not a lot of general members get the chance to fix their mistakes, right? Like you, right. The lifespan of a GM is probably three to five years if you're not doing well. A coach is like one to two. So, like, you don't. And I, I we've discussed this many times. I would have probably fired Howie Roseman. I would have fired Howie Roseman after twenty. I would. I, I, I would. And, and, and it looks bad now. Like I, I tweeted exactly. out today. There, he every single criticism I've had of him, even the Carson Wentz move looks good. I mean, yeah, yeah he turned that thing around. Completely flipped the ship. Of course, they still have to play games, but the roster. I mean, yeah, sure, but I mean, yeah, yeah no. Objectively, the team is so much better, and in and even yeah. if Hertz fails. They're looking at two first round picks in the next in the coming draft, mm-hmm. two second round picks in the drafts after that, with a bunch of picks like sprinkled in with, with all of these minor moves that's been made. So the team is in a good spot right now. And the way you have to look at the season, if let's say something does go wrong, which stuff is going to go wrong, there's gonna be injuries, gonna be stuff that happens. Fans can't look at Howie Roseman and blame him. Right? Like he did everything he could. What else yeah. could have Howie Roseman done? Maybe not have Jalen Hurts as the head coach or the, the quarterback, and maybe not have Jonathan Gannon as the defensive coordinator. That's a tough nitpicking if you're going to nitpick at a GM. Howie Roseman has done everything possible to make this roster as good as it can get for the 2022 season. So I, I think he should be complete, not blameless, but if the season does go wrong, I don't think the blame should be set 
on him. And also, you and I have ta- talked about this a lot of times, especially during draft period. This with Jalen Rager um, and and uh, JJ Thega Whitesides coming from like minor um, college football conferences that now they're going up. Uh, like was TCU and JJ was from Stanford, right? Yep. Yeah, and so now their their top uh, their top two wide receivers are uh, from Alabama and Ole Miss. Uh, so. Yep. And they've been drafting a uh, Landon Dickerson. They've been drafting Jordan Davis, Joby Dean, off, like Joby off the like the. So can we can we say maybe they learned a little bit from this? Yeah, they, maybe it's Alabama a coincidence. Guys, maybe it's a coincidence, right. but yeah, I mean, you're right. He loves his Alabama guys going forward. Okay, anything else on the Rager trade? Nah, I'm uh, I'm I'm at peace with it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm very. It feels like a monkey off everyone's back in Philly. It does. It does. It felt like it was. It it like it hasn't happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, another big trade. I think this one has more ramifications on this season. Philadelphia sure. was traded for Chauncey Garner-Johnson. They gave up a fifth-round pick in 20 – is it 2023, the fifth, or 2024? I think it's 2023, I believe. And then the 2024 right. sixth-round pick, the worst of their sixth-round pick, which I thought was very interesting. It was the pick that they got for Ugo Amadi, which is just absolutely insane. Um, but – and then they get a 2025th seventh round pick back. So, like you brought up at the beginning of the show, they basically recouped what they traded away, um, what they what they got, what they got uh, traded to the Saints for Chauncey uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. They got back in the Jalen Rager trade. So you can almost call that a watch. Thomas, this trade, I think, is going to be an under not I think it's not underrated, but this is a trade that could potentially have huge huge ramifications for this team this season because he fills a massive hole. On the roster, the only hole and the starting um, on the starting 24 spots or 22 spots, sorry, on offense and defense that the Eagles still had was safety. And you fill it with a young, exciting Philly guy type of football player. Yeah, that's attitude through the roof. Yeah. Um, and th- this was um, I'm trying to think here real quickly if this was the first massive uh, casualty of the cap situation in New Orleans because they've been wheeling and dealing so many of these and restructuring a lot of these contracts. So they've been, I mean, Turn Armstead, I guess you can you can say was was another uh, casualty, although dealt with a lot of injury issues and stuff like this. But um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson was absolutely a, a guy that they wanted to keep on the squad and simply had to get rid of him because of the contract situation and get some of him at this point instead of kicking the rocks down the road and becoming more and more obvious towards the next off season that they weren't be, that they weren't going to be able to get anything uh, for him. Uh, and so how would just, you struck gold in one of these uh, contract uh, contract year players. Um, and they don't have, uh, they don't have too much tied up at the, uh, the um, uh, secondary moving forward. They have Darius Slay on a contract. But that's about it. James Bradbury is a one year deal. John say is what 24? 24 years old. So I mean, and he al- he already has three years of NFL experience where he's been playing really solid football. Um, he's quick. Um, he was he's... really good though down the stretch last year. He had exactly. he got he's, a tough start. He's fast. Really, I mean, I looked at yeah. the first three games that the Saints had last season. The one against the Packers, he's like he's really fast, and he's mm-hmm. like he's quicker than fast, but he's not slow at all. I mean, he can really travel with guys down the field and. Uh, even on a couple of reps where they had um, uh, Devontae Adams in the slot, he followed him all the way downfield, no problem. Um, yeah, so he, he was like down like the last like eight, eight games of the season. He was awesome. 
for the Saints. Yeah. Like, and Saints really play well. kind of the same type defense that the Eagles do, where they usually have a single high, and then when the offense motions, they can they can flip the safety and the and the slot cornerback, so they 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 kind of transition into that that uh, that deep position. So I mean, he he fits supernaturally in as both uh, both a nickel type uh, a player in those packages, but also being able to play um, uh, to play deep. Um, but it also it, it also limits what you have to expect from Epps uh, because now his role can be more tailored to him having his first season as a starter, really. Uh, and you can use uh, you can use Gardner Johnson as that do it all type of, of, of safety while you have uh, while you have Epps maybe in a little bit more limited role of primarily focusing on playing deep safety, for example, or box safety. Yeah. Yeah, it it just it gives Jonathan Gannon way more options. I'm really curious to see how they use him. He's not he only played 80 snaps as safety last year. He played majority of his snaps as a slot. Yeah, corner. yeah, that's like true. But when we look at the tape, it's he also he also like they spin in, mm-hmm. on the defense a lot. So he lines up at slot cornerback, but he's not playing those typical like no. and and that's and a, their flat stuff like this. And on a third down, a lot of times safeties step up and play. Towards the line of scrimmage, right? You want to go against your tight end, right? Sometimes a slot receiver, so he could start at safety. Like you made a great point, he could start at safety and then he kind of rotates down. And I'm assuming, like having him be able, having a guy like Chauncey Garner Johnson be able to play man to man on third down, like straight up on a tight end or a or a big slot. The Eagles don't have, they didn't have that, right? Marcus Epson right. and Avante Maddox are undersized safeties, right? So now th- this just opens up a vast majority of uh, or vast. Um, amount of options for Jonathan Gannon to kind of exploit teams on third down and what he can do to disguise his defenses. So I think this is, I feel like this is a Jonathan Gannon move. I feel like this is a move that he pushed a lot. I think he this I mean, is, should, because yeah, it's, it's exactly. the, it's the obvious weakness of the team. And now suddenly where you have, I mean, it's, it's so absurd how we were talking about, we don't have a cornerback too. And we don't have a, who's going to be the safety safeties actually. Cause we penciled in Anthony Harris as the starter. And then who's going to be starting. Remember, him? You remember, remember before the year, remember before trading camp, I said, watch out for Harris to get cut. Everyone thought I was crazy. I was, I was just Everyone about to say that though. I was just about to say yeah. it. I was, I was wondering, I should I get, uh, is it too much credit in one show? Yeah. But, but you, you called you, it, you said, yeah. I mean, the, the only twist is that you, I mean, you, you, you said, don't, don't be, don't be surprised if both Chakwiski and um, Anthony don't make the team. Mm-hmm. I think it was the point was that maybe some of these young guys are going to step up. It's not like, I mean, Shasta Ray was was yeah, wavered. He's on the uh, he's on the yeah. practice squad now. Kevin Wallace sucked, uh, but 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 yeah, I mean, they filled the roles so that they don't need these two veterans who really were at the end of their career, and they got a young guy mm-hmm. to start exactly, so- and he's going. This is the other thing too about this trade that people need to remember. They gave up nothing. Like it's it, this is a complete win-win scenario nothing. for the Philadelphia Eagles. If he doesn't pan out, he goes to free agency. You gave right. up a fifth and sixth round pick. Cool. Okay. It's worth taking a shot for this team. There, there's no risk to this. Like, mm-hmm. and if he does work out, then you pay him and you have a young 25-year-old building block on your defense. Like it, this is it's a complete win-win on both sides. It, it, there's right. no risk to it. It's, and he's um, going to look good in Rodney McLeod's old number. Yeah, I agree. And then Epps are a bully duo, eh? It's it's a nasty duo. Yeah, I'm still I'm still a little bit I'm I'm, I'm uh, I get the uh, Epps excitement. I'm still a little bit um uh, up um cautiously up Cautious, optimistic yeah. um to see what he will actually become and if he can take that next step that we really hope that he does. But he's physical. I mean, he'll, yeah. we'll give him that and 
and whatever quickness and 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 explosiveness that he lacks, Chauncey has that. Do you see Peter Schrager firing him up on uh, on NFL Game Day or NFL Good Morning? No, Peter Schrager did a whole segment on Marcus Epps. He's like, he really? shouldn't be a question mark. He should be an exclamation mark. Yeah, well, you should look it up on Twitter. <laughs> it was pretty uh, – Peter Schrager was getting fired up about Marcus Epps on uh, Good Morning Football and NFL Network. But um, That's a weird hill to build. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird hill to, to lay your flag on. Um, Okay, we got. I got to get out of here in a couple minutes. Um, anything on the roster that you want to touch on? The fifty-three man roster is out. There wasn't any surprises to me. Josh Sills making the roster. Over yeah, that was games. a little bit surprising actually. I but but like really like Reed Blankenship, he had a massive block in the last yeah. game, and those are just the kind of plays that really stands out with the with the coaches when they go through the film. You want to be that guy who stands out because when you have uh coyote awusika i don't know if did he make the practice squad or was he picked up i haven't i don't know if no, we'll, 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 we'll go through the roster and all these moves yeah. uh uh in a later episode but those plays are what separates uh from whether you make the team or or, or if you're you're going to on the on the practice squad but the guy like reed blankenship after the hit that he put on in, in, in the dolphins game he wasn't going to clear waivers like like an andre shashere did because i mean Andre, he had a good camp, and he's a good player. He can play ball, but he's also a little bit more likely to go on the practice squad because maybe he he's not really doesn't have the same momentum as some of the other guys going into the waivers. I, I was surprised uh, but my, get claimed. I actually thought a team was going to take a flyer on him. Yeah, yeah, but he went on claim. Yeah, I, 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 thought, I, I thought Howie's probably going to be a little nervous letting him go because mm-hmm. like people just take uh, they take flyers on athleticism, and he's a uh, one of the fastest men on earth. So, right. but um, it's good to see that he got back on the practice squad. Him and Britton Covey are kind of two interesting guys that can land on the practice squad. And it's, it's cool that they got them both back. Yeah, I think overall take on the roster, um, on paper, wow. Mm-hmm. What a, what a job. Yeah. And it's all up on the, it's, it's all up to the coaches, whether they can utilize this, this talent that that's been put together on the team. I think the practice squad looks really intriguing. It's time for Jalen Hurst and Jonathan Gannon to step up. Those are the two guys. Yep. Um, Thomas, no, next time, time for Jonathan Gannon to step up. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, no, ooh, I, I, ooh. One last nugget. Last nugget. I'm yeah. sorry. One last nugget. If Jonathan Gannon falls flat this season and the defense is not at all what it what, we expect this to be a top 10 defense, it should be a top 10 it defense. Anything paper. but that is a massive disappointment. If you can't make this defense work, I'm sorry. I can't help you. You can't be an NFL defensive coordinator. NFL head coach. Who's going to get coaching right. looks? Th- that's the other thing. If he nails this, he had a bunch of head coaching interviews this offseason. If he nails this season and the Eagles are a top 10 unit, he's he's gone. He's he's, he's probably gone. Mm-hmm. And who has been spending the entire offseason with the Eagles? Roaming the defense and being in sort of an advisor role, but really getting paid head coach money from Denver Broncos? His name is Mr. Vic Fangio. I'm I saying, yeah, I, I think on the same defense. Yeah, I think it's John again. It's not your year, no matter what happens. But you're 100 percent right. All right, I got to get out of here. Next time we'll talk, we'll probably be Lions preview. I'm guessing, right? Game one. We're game one is in about. I think we're 11 days away. That'll probably be the next. Yeah, we time. should do the show before that. Yeah, maybe we could squeeze in one more kind of just gloss over the roster where we didn't get enough into it. But unfortunately, I got to bounce. Thomas, thanks so much for jumping on. I know you kind of rushed home for this. Really appreciate it, guys. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure to check out division preview episodes. We're already into the NFC. Tons of great content there if you want to get ready for the NFL season, and we will talk to you later.